0: So, um, for a very long time, people have been, you know, I've been, I've been, a, I've been in youth ministry now, uh, full-time and part-time for 21 years. That makes me old. That makes me so old. Um, and I've been in full-time ministry for 15 years, um, and that's crazy Um, And what I get asked a lot of times over the years is, and it's very simple, TJ, what do you do all day? (laughs) A while back, uh, there was a kid here, his name was Hayden, um, and uh, his mom worked in the front office, and he came into work one day when it wasn't youth group, and he was like, mom, can I go upstairs and play Foursquare with TJ? And she's like, I, I don't think he's in the youth room. And he, she, he's like, what? No, no, I think he's probably in his office. His office? What does he do with an office? And in, in Hayden's mind, when everyone leaves here, I just stayed here and played Foursquare. By myself. Foursquare. And he wanted to come play Foursquare with me. Four Foursquare. <laughs> right? And so there's this, there's this, like, thing. What, what what is, what does a youth pastor do? And and there's a lot of things I do. Um, I meet with people. I plan. um, But one of my main roles is to pray. Um, Not that I spend, like, an inordinate amount of time praying, but there's a lot of prayer requests that come in. And I gotta be honest with you guys. Sometimes the prayer requests are strange. Sometimes they're weird sometimes I don't know how to pray for the thing they're asking prayer for. One time after youth group, a kid came up to me and he was crying. And he said, this is, this is my first year here at Grace Point, so it's like seven years ago. Uh, he goes, Pastor TJ? And he had that kind of trembly voice going on. Can you just uh, one of our family members, his name is George. He's probably gonna die. I was like, oh man. I'm so sorry man. I, I tell me what's going on. Well, he's too fat. And I go, "Oh, okay." Um, that seems like a, a pretty abrasive way to talk about him and, and so I am I'm, I'm like, "Okay, uh how do you how did they did he get a diagnosis? Is it is it diabetes? Is it What is it? he goes, "No." He keeps getting stuck in his tube. This was George. so we prayed for the fat hamster that night Um, um, and it is it is but that leads us to our new series prayer for prayer for or pray for Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of things that we do with prayer and not all of it is the right thing to do with prayer so this series is going to ask some questions and we're going to sort of dig deep into it So the first question we're gonna ask is this What is the most important things to pray for? I want to ask you guys that really quick What do you guys think is one of the more important things to pray? You don't have to be right, just got to be willing to talk right now What's, what, In your life, what is something that you pray for that's really important to you? Go ahead and raise your hand, somebody Go ahead, Joey Patience Like like patients at the hospital? I pray for all the patients at the hospitals. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. I pray that family, so you pray that your family doesn't get raptured while you're at school? Yeah. Oh no. My whole life's a lie. <laughs> oh gosh. Here we go. Go ahead. That I'm truly surrounded by good people. Now, that's kind of a strange prayer in the way that, like, are are people, like, masking themselves as good people in your life? Like, are you praying for their, like, character? So that you could find those good people. Okay, okay. I thought that you were doubting all your friends at that point. I pray that they really are good people and not trying to sell me cutco knives. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Some of you older people know exactly what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Thank you, God, for everything. Blanket prayer. All of it. God, thank you for omni things. Right? Omni things. Yes, I like it. Go ahead. Wisdom. Yes. Praying for wisdom. Half of wisdom is knowing where to get it. And uh, God's got it. God's got it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn this mic down a little bit? It's just a little hot. It's good for beatboxing. There we go. All right. Here we go. Your family. Your family. Go ahead. Healing. Healing. Go ahead. Knowledge. Knowledge. That's good. That's good. You guys are close. But I want to I wanna read you a verse, and I want to talk about this, because I think this is the most important thing to pray for. And I think it's this. This is a prayer that Jesus prays. Um, did you guys know that on the way to the cross, Jesus was tortured, not just Physically? But emotionally, the Bible said he was, he was bleeding out of his pores. That's how, that's how stressed out he was about the pain that was coming his way. And he prays in this time. He says, God, I pray that this cup would pass from me. What's the cup? Is he just talking about like a cup? What is this? No, no. He's talking about the cross. And the way he's saying it, this cup, this cup of suffering. I pray that this cup of suffering would pass from me he doesn't end the sentence there. He, he, adds, he adds a but. You know, and Pastor Barry would say this is a good but in the Bible. Um, but not my will be done. But not my will be done. Yours be done, God. So can I suggest to you guys that the most important prayer, the most important part of prayer is desiring God. If you don't desire God, what good is prayer? A relationship with God has to exist in such a way that you need God. That you can't step forward in your life without God. And what I, what I fear is in our Americanized church where we're just filled with distractions. Even in this room, there's distractions. That there, that the desire in this place would be of other things. There would be desires for Instagram. There'd be desires for a re- relationship with a girl. There'd be a desire to, to talk. With somebody there'd be a desire for everything else And then when you you ask for things and god knows your heart There's a sense that you have stopped you you have stopped short of what god has called you to Which is this prayer not my will but yours be done How much do you desire god and are you willing to start praying that prayer That's that's the most important prayer the prayer that says, God, I want you. And I don't know how to say this anymore, but I, I want to want you more. I want to want you so much that when I think about my will, I don't want it anymore. I want your will. You guys want to know how to pray and get what you pray for every single time? You want to know how that is? It's learning to desire God first. And as soon as you get to know the desires of God and you pray for those things, he is obligated to answer those prayers. Why? Because he wanted them first. He wanted them first. So you learn what God wants and you pray for those things that God wants. And guess what? You get that prayer. The problem is, we always pray for what we want. We pray the opposite of this. God, not your will be done, but my will be done. If we learn this, when we want what God wants, we get what we want. When we want what God wants, we get what we want. Here's the problem is, if you want to know why God hasn't answered your prayers, it's because you haven't learned the hard lesson of desiring God more. Desiring God more. Which leads me to this. There was a camp I did. It was probably 12 years ago. It was the first camp I was doing with this new group of students that I was with at the time. And uh, we needed a place that we can go for really cheap because we had to put together a camp really quick. And if you had to put together a camp really quick, you want it to be cheap so everyone can come to this camp. And so we were able to put together a full-on summer camp for less than, like, $60, which was crazy. And the way we did it was we rented a Girl Scout camp. Um, And we rented a Girl Scout camp. Now, we were all—this group was from Oregon, right? And the reason I knew how to get this thing is because it was in my hometown of Port Angeles on a lake that I knew really well called Lake Sutherland. And so this camp was going to take place on Lake Sutherland at the Girl Scout camp that we had rented from there. Here's the thing is, though. In Oregon, it's a little warmer than it is here. It's just the way it works because they're just a little bit further south. It's not like warm. It's not like California warm. But it's warmer than it is here. Like in the area we lived, it would easily get up to the hundreds every single summer. And so we're going to summer camp in a place that's not warm, we're going to summer camp in a place that Port Angeles, and actually it's on the west side of Port Angeles in what is formerly known as the rainforest. So we plan a camp for the rainforest. Why do they call it a rainforest? Because it rains yeah, there's a lot of vegetation out there that needs a lot of watering, and therefore I kind of knew that planning a camp at this place meant that we were probably at some point going to get some rain. But I was thinking, it's the middle of summer, we're probably not going to get a whole lot of rain, and God wants this thing to happen. So he's going to hold back the rain. And we need to make this happen for 60 bucks a person. We need to get everyone there. Kids start signing up. We get this huge sign up. We have to take two buses, which was like a miracle at the time. that We, could, we had to take two buses up from Oregon all the way to Port Angeles 12 years ago, right? So we, we get them on the bus, and then I look at the weather. I don't look at the weather any time before the time we take off. And I look at the weather for Port Angeles, Washington for the next week, and it says it's going to rain every single day. The only chance that we have of it not raining is a 5% chance right in the middle of the week. Oh, no. And here's the thing is, I I, I can't go back to, like, the elder board and the people who run these things and be like, yeah, so it rained on you the whole time. And you're like, yeah, yeah, and you you went to the rainforest? Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe we could do this. But I was thinking, eh. God, do you want us to do this? Let's go do this thing. And it's crazy. We got there. We drove through Port Angeles. It was raining all the way through Port Angeles. As soon as we got out to the lake, it stopped raining. I was thinking, okay, well, that's good. God gave us a little moment of before the rain gets to us. First day. Zero. Zero rain. Zero. It says on our apps, 100%, it's supposed to rain. It literally doesn't rain the first day. Okay. Go to the second day. It's completely sunny out. Here's a crazy thing we had to go into Port Angeles to get some thing and put someone said on the way in it's still raining in Port Angeles. It's just not raining here at the lake. What? God just holding back the rain. The only time it rained that whole entire week was during the slip and slide event when we actually needed the rain. So God like like held it back, said I want this to happen. Uh, You are desiring something that I desire, so I'm going to give you the desire of your heart, which is what? You can plan a camp in the middle of the rainforest and I, your God, will hold back the rain because I want this camp. When we want what God wants, we get what we want. Do you hear that? God will hold back the rain in these moments. What's the other things that we, we pray for? Well, let's ask another question. What good is prayer for? What good is prayer for? Let's look at another Bible verse here. This is Romans. It says this. Do not be conformed. Everyone say this. Do not say, everyone say conform. To the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Everyone say transformed. Transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Everyone say renewing. Renewing. All right. Conformed to transformed to the renewing of your mind. Another way to say this, guys, is this. Prayer can change an outcome, but more importantly, prayer can change you. Prayer can change an outcome. Think about all the things that are important in your life. The things that you pray for. And when you pray for those things, you want an outcome, don't you? You want God to hold back the rain. You want that to happen. And even even if you're praying for things that God desires, you want that outcome to happen. The crazy thing is that as we pray more and more and more and more, what ends up happening is God doesn't change his mind. He changes our mind so we can form to what He has for us. So instead of being conformed to what's going on in our lives and the world around us, we become transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means that God changes our mind about what we want when we spend more time with Him. Do you hear that? You can start praying for something. God, give me this. God, give me this. God, give me this. And, and, and soon you start praying something different. Does that mean that you wanted something different? No, it means that God has transformed your mind to want what He truly wants. It reminds me of this story. Uh, four years ago, we went to Mexico, to Mexico, here at Grace Point Youth. Um, we're hoping to go back to Mexico, if, if not this year, but next year. Um, and we're trying to do this. This is, uh, this is uh, the Mayan temples that are there, and it's like a pyramid. It's a, it's a crazy awesome thing. Um, this was an awesome mission trip. In so many ways. One of the ways that we, we did on this mission trip was we uh, got to preach the gospel to these, these little kids who were in vacation Bible school. And if you've ever been to a foreign country and preached the gospel, you know that you are completely connected to a translator. And uh, I, oh, I, I love preaching. It's a gift of mine. God makes it so that I love these things. But I gotta be honest. I hate, with a capital H, preaching with a trans, uh, tr- uh, uh, translator, yeah, translator, I was thinking Transformer, I'm like, no, not Optimus Prime, that's absolutely wrong, like, Translator, there we go, uh, anyway, uh, now I'm on to Transformers and thinking about how awesome they were, um, I hate preaching with a translator. Because the way in which I like to preach is I like to momentum preach. I like to get into something. And it's like you have to say something and then stop. Let the translator say something. Say something, then stop. And it's just so hard. And I did this a couple times. and. Every single time, these kids were not listening to me. They were, they were running around. Like, one of them had, like, a bike. The other one, like, had a bat. And they were playing a game of, like, hit the kid with the bike with the bat. And I'm, like, trying to preach the gospel to them. And, and, and the adults in the room are going, good job. And I'm like, I know that you, this isn't good. Like, I know a couple of things. But, the, you know, when I preach, usually we don't play the, the bat-bike game, you know? And I was like, God, you know, I started praying this prayer. God, make them listen, you know? Help me to be a better preacher so I can preach with a translator. How, do, how hard is this? Why do I do this? And I kept praying. And you know what God did in that moment? He changed my mind. You know, you, you're thinking about this wrong, TJ. Stop, stop thinking it has, to, it has to be a certain way. How about we do it differently? And God placed it in my mind. That we could share the gospel a different way. And so what we did is I, I, gave, I gave every kid, every single uh, one of our uh, teenagers, a piece of paper, and I had them draw a picture. Of What they were before Jesus and then they flipped it over and that was what they were after Jesus and it was just a picture You know, and so they come up there. They would they would do this thing They would say this and then they would speak it to the translator And then they flip it around and they'd speak one side to the translator and the kids the bike and the bat game stopped, right? They repented of their bike bat game, you know, they laid it they laid it to the ground and they saw the pictures and then they start huddling. They start getting really close, and they start leaning in, and every every student that walks up, he, he, they look like, oh, yeah, yeah, and they go, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. We share the gospel. All these kids receive Jesus in this moment. Now, did God make me a better preacher with a translator, or did he change my mind? Did he transform who I was? That's what he did. He, the prayer that I started off praying wasn't the right prayer. God said, stop, stop trying to make it a, a, something that doesn't have to be. And we changed in the moment, and it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Something stuck out to me as a win from that trip. And these are kids at orphanages. So they had no hope, which is so fun to be able to go and give them hope. Give them a hope of, of Jesus. What else is there in this series when we talk about prayer for, pray for? It's this, guys. Who? Who is prayer for? Who is prayer for? Well, let's look at another, another Bible verse here. This is in Hebrews. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in times of need. Do you guys hear it? In the Old Testament, it was totally different. Way, way back in the day before Jesus, B.C., before Christ. You know, they had to do all sorts of things to be able to have a relationship with God. First of all, they had to have a priest. There was a priest, and his, his job was to make atonement for his tribe. And he did this through all sorts of fulfillments of Levitical law and all sorts of things. But they had this thing called the tabernacle, which is this ginormous tent and within the tent, they had another tent, which was called the Holy of Holies. And within the Holy of Holies, they had like the holy spot. And that was supposed to be the place where God dwelled. And there was only one person who was allowed to go in there, and that was the high priest. And, and, and that, was, that was what it was to, 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 to be before God, to be before the throne room of God. If you wanted to have a relationship with God, you needed to have a relationship with somebody from the Levitical tribe, then, you needed to, then they needed to have a relationship with somebody who worked in the tabernacle, and that person needed to have somebody a relationship with somebody who knew the high priest so that he could make atonement on your behalf. Do you guys see what was going on here? In order for you to get to God, you had to go through this person to this person to this person. It's worse than a government bureaucracy, you know? This is what it meant to go b- things. Now, Jesus comes, and they look at him, and they go, Jesus goes, hey, I could tear down this temple and rebuild it in three days. And he goes, what? Because, because religion had sought in so much, this tent now became, it was its own temple. It's massive, made out of stone. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you greater than our ancestors who built us this awesome te- this awesome temple? And Jesus goes, yeah, I could tear this thing down and rebuild it in three days. Now, was he he talking about the bricks and the stones and all the other stuff? No, he was talking about himself, and he did rebuild that in three days. And here's the crazy thing, is we're told in the New Testament that when Jesus rose, he rose from the grave. Guess what was torn? The veil. You know what the veil is? The Holy of Holies! That meant that we can access God now. So this new thing is that we can go boldly before God. Here's the thing is, everyone who knows Jesus, you can just speak to him now. You don't need to know someone who knows someone who knows someone who makes atonement on your behalf. You can go boldly before the throne room of God. You don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor. You don't need me to, 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 to do this on your behalf. But the problem is, is that we don't do that. Now we have all the access, but we, we lack the motivation. So who is prayer for? Prayer's for you. It means this prayer is not about us letting God know. It's about, prayer is about knowing God and letting problems go. You guys hear that? Prayer is for us. God God made prayer for us. Yeah, if you've got a phone, you can take a picture of that. Put it on your Instagram page. Put it on your stories. Make that, proclaim that, because this is absolutely who we are in God's family. Let me tell you about a time at another camp. (laughs) This is, uh, what are you guys laughing about? Oh. Oh, did I turn it? Sorry, I'm sorry. What's going? On? I was gonna say, man. Like, <laughs> all right, here you go. <laughs> One. Oh, here you go. Here you go. There it is. You got it. 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 Okay. See, see, this is that rhythm preaching that I was talking about. You guys are being like a translator right now. Okay. Stopping the whole mo- commotion here. All right. You messed this whole situation up. All right. Let me tell you guys about another camp. Like I told you guys. um, when we want what God wants, we get what we want. I told you guys a story when I told you that point. What was the point of that story, the one, when I, the one around the point, we want what God wants? What was the story about? No, no, not me changing my mind. It's, it's a story before that. Not raining. not raining. God holding the rain back. God holding the rain back. And so I got a chance uh, back when we had a place called Island Lake, um, and before COVID, I actually got to preach out there quite a bit. It was, it was a really cool relationship. It was one of my favorite things is I got to go out there and preach and share the gospel. And it was, it was an amazing time. And uh, we were, we're having this great week, and it was a lead up to the gospel. The way they do it is they do the gospel night on the second to the last night. Um, and so we're in this night, and it's gospel night. And, and when the gospel is being presented, you want everything to go right. You want it, you this is the one you prep for. This is the one you pray for. This is the one you hope that the, you know, the knuckleheads in the back who are always distracted, that they're going to just lock in tonight. That's that's the prayer that you pray during this time. And so, gospel night starts. And I, and I open it up. I open the word of God. And all of a sudden, as I'm opening the word of God, drip, 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 drip. drip, drip. Whoa, 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 God. You held the rain back at the last camp. Why are you not holding the rain back during gospel night, God? What is this? What is this night? And as I'm praying, as as I'm preaching during this time, it's raining more, and it's raining more, and it's raining more. And it's like, but the crazy thing is that the more it rains, the more the students lock in and they, they actually start getting closer and they huddle closer together because our amps stop working. And so they get really, really, really close and they're all huddled here and wa- and water is literally splashing down them. No one's leaving. No one's walking out. No one's distracted. They're all just just locked in as the rain is falling down in this moment. And guess what happens? I say, hey, who wants to say yes to Jesus in this moment? Who wants to receive grace like rain from God? And they, they all raise their hand in this moment. They stand up. They're, we didn't even do like the bow your head, close your eyes. It was too cold. They just stood up right there. And they said, I want to receive Jesus in this moment. And it just changed everything in that moment. So sometimes God holds the rain back, but sometimes he uses the rain for his glory. So what we need to not stop praying for is situations, but we need to start praying for God to just reveal himself despite the circumstances, despite what's going on in our lives. Yes, you are probably not very good at sharing the gospel. Oh, TJ, that's a mean thing to say. (laughs) You're probably not very good at it. But do you believe That if you made an effort, that God would meet your effort? And that his gospel would not be about you, but it would be about him? And that he could use your broken words to bring somebody close to Jesus? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God could hold back the rain, but sometimes he could use the rain? Do you believe that God could use the circumstances to just change your mind about what God wants from you and to you and for you? So who is prayer for? It's, 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 it's for you. It's for you to have this relationship with a God who loves you, who absolutely adores you. And tonight is, is your night. Some of y'all, you came in here and, and you're like, I don't pray because I don't know God. Well, guess what? I got an answer for you. You could get to know God tonight. You could know Jesus in this moment. Tonight could be your re-birthday. Happy pre-rebirthday. So I want to do something right now. As we talk about prayer, I spent this message praying for you, specifically for you, that you would find Jesus tonight. That tonight, what's the date? It's a uh, does anybody know? Is it the 12th? 13th. 11 pray that, I, I've been praying that 11-13 some saints would start a relationship with Jesus and that would change everything. So what I want to do right now is I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. No one's looking up except for me. I can see you if you're looking up. So I know you're cheating. Just stop cheating, Riley. <laughs> um, God, I, uh, Pray for, you, I pray for the student right now who needs to know you. I pray that you would speak mercies to their soul right now and that you in a fatherly voice would shout to their soul, I love you child, come home. God, I pray for the daughter in this room who doesn't know how much, doesn't know how much you love her. I pray tonight that she would gain a heavenly father. God, I pray for the person who walked in here with no purpose or prayer. I pray that they walk out with a relationship with a mighty God who loves them and gives them purpose and and a reason to pray. So if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you've never done that, if you want tonight to be your rebirthday, I want you just to pray this prayer not out loud but in the quietness of your own heart. I'm going to say a line. I'm going to pause. In that pause, in the quietness of your own mind, in your own heart, say these words to God. God, I know that I'm broken. God, I know that I'm a sinner. God, I need a Savior. God, I need you to be my Savior. I thank you for Jesus. Who died my death and raised to new life for me. God, I ask that tonight would be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And as I get to know you more, I pray that my life would be transformed to the image of your son, Jesus. thank you right now for day one God I love you Jesus in your name I pray amen keep your eyes closed and your head bowed every single one of you if you prayed that prayer so that I can pray for you so that I know that you prayed this prayer If you prayed that prayer to start a relationship with Jesus, the only person who's looking is me right now. I pray that, I ask that you would put your hand up right now so I can see it, and so that I can see that you started a relationship with Jesus tonight. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Keep them high up there if if I didn't see it. Way up there in the air. Put your hands down. Now, if you've fallen off, maybe since summer camp, maybe since Tuesday, but you feel like, I haven't followed Jesus, tonight's your, your night to recommit your life to Jesus. And I'm going to lead you through a recommitment prayer. If you want to re-up and restart your your waning relationship with God, please pray this prayer. God, i messed up. I need you to help bring me back to you. God, I ask that you wouldn't just be my Savior in the past, but you'd be my Savior now. And God, I recommit my life to you. I give it all to you, Jesus. And I ask That you would restore the joy of my salvation. And as you do this, I will praise you for it. If you prayed that prayer, just so I can see, put your hand up. If you prayed a recommitment prayer tonight, go ahead, put it all the way up. Yeah. Look at that. God, we thank you that you are powerful, that you save, and that you added to your scoreboard tonight, Jesus. God, we thank you for the powerful act of prayer, and I pray that each and every one of us would go boldly before the throne room of God whenever we want. God, we thank you that you're in this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.